You're listening to the One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petri, joined by Lions legend Lomas Brown. Hey! <laughs> I always pause for the hey. I have to give it to you, too. <laughs> Lomas, uh, how are you holding up with this weather? Oh, man, Tori, it is frigid out here. I think <laughs> we're in the polar vortex right now. It is cold. Of course, we mentor Floridians, so it's just getting used to this weather. Every year we know it's coming. It's just mentally getting ready for it to come. So I got on my puffy coat. I know. We're indoors, recording <laughs> indoors. Lomas is still in his puffy coat. Scarf. and. His scarf mm-hmm. and his hat. That's right. I'm bundled just in case, just in case some cold come through this room right now. This room I'm is be cold. Ready. I'm yeah. cold. Yes. I wish I had my puffy coat on right now. <laughs> also, the sweater or the scarf that you're wearing. I remember we did a post game show one time and we wore matching scarves. We and were twins. Yeah, yeah. It's that that Burberry plaid scarf. Yes, so. and it keeps us warm. Looks great, Lomas. And think about the Tory down the floor. That we don't have to worry about scarves as being the part of our uh, attire. I know. But here, scarves, gl- uh, gloves, heavy socks. That has to be part of your attire here. <laughs> I know, and you have to have a scraper for the car and. <laughs> All kinds of things. But we got a huge snow this week. I understand some of you listening to this podcast might not be living in Michigan and experiencing this winter storm that we had this week. So for all of you out there who are lucky enough to have escaped the nine inches of snow that we (laughs) got, at least where I'm at, uh, we had so much snow this week. And it was seven degrees this morning. So it... uh, 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 Fall is over. Winter yes. has officially arrived here. And it comes so, it, it just leaves so fast, too, Tori. It's not a big warning in between. I know. It's just like you wake up one day and bam, winter's here. And, you know, and just to let you know, I went out, I called myself being a good husband, and my snowblower didn't start. So, me, I get the shovel. Wow. And I shovel the driveway. But, Tori, when I woke up this morning, oh <laughs> my goodness, back was locked. I mean, I couldn't oh, no. hardly move. So that was my powerful lesson about using your legs when you uh, shovel snow, not just put, your back. Put your legs into it. It is. It's how a much, technique. How much to get you to come shovel my place? Uh, yeah, it might take quite a bit. <laughs> we might be talking, th- you know, talking six digits oh, to come over oh, there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, but that's I, out. <laughs> So, yeah, but, but I know you got a lot of snow. So are you in the association? Or are you in the house? Do they do they blow it for you? My, my complex does, okay. but they waited until Wednesday, um, <laughs> which meant my car got stuck in my complex on Tuesday night. And uh, I, I take responsibility for this part. I made the very foolish mistake <laughs> of not getting my snow tires on yet. Oh. And my car has to have snow tires. So uh, did not have my snow tires on Ooh. yet. Hopefully doing that tomorrow. But just a nightmare. Oh. And someone had to come bail me out. Shout out to Tom. Thank you, Tom, <laughs> for bailing me out of the parking lot. Tom, I, I, I could have used it. your shovel. So that's the weather recap yes. that we have for you guys today. Now that you've heard us talk about the weather for three minutes. <laughs> How was your trip to Chicago, Lomas? It was good. It was good. Got a chance to see a lot of alumni. Uh, yeah, there they, were a lot yes, of alumni on that brought, trip. Yep, brought a lot, of, a lot of alumni down, about 10 guys, Eddie Murray, Jim Arnold's 
Benny Blaze and the, more of the guys. Got a chance to spend some time with them. Of course, the older you get, the better you were in football. You know, I told them <laughs> one play I blocked two people and beat Barry Sanders to the end zone. Oh, so the mm-hmm. older you get, you know, you, yeah. you, you embellish. You embellish how good you were. But it was great seeing those guys. And the weather wasn't as bad going back to the weather. You know, sometimes we get some bad games in Chicago. Weather was pretty good, especially for a big guy. Big guy, we like it to be a little cold so we don't sweat as much. Okay. So it was perfect weather for a big guy. Too bad it wasn't a perfect game for us. Man, uh, quite the day in Chicago. Receiving the news that Matthew Stafford would not be playing in that game. It was a shock and something that I didn't see coming after Stafford had literally said earlier in the week last week on Wednesday, he said, I will play this weekend. I'm not worried about it. He was asked if the back injury was related to his old one. He said, no. He said, no big deal. I'll I'll be fine. And Stafford doesn't usually make promises like Mm -hmm. that. He's usually vague about it, as most football teams are about injuries. But he said, no, I'll be fine. I'll be out there on Sunday. And lo and behold, he was not out there on Sunday. What was your reaction to seeing that news? I I was just as shocked as you was. But I'm going to say this to you, Tori. So our photographer, Gavin, he normally takes pictures of guys coming out the facility heading to the buses before we go on the road trip. I, I didn't know this. So I'm sitting there watching his computer. And he had pictures of Matthew walking out the locker room without him knowing it. When they say pictures speak a thousand words, looking at those pictures of Matthew, it looked like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Me and Dan Miller both looked at those pictures, and that was Saturday before we left to go to Chicago. So now we fast forward it to him not playing. You could kind of see it in his face, in the expression in those pictures, that he had a lot on his shoulders. And maybe it was that. Maybe it was the news of him not being able to play. Maybe it was him trying to press himself so he could get out there and play with his teammates. You don't know what it was, but I tell you what, looking at those pictures of him Saturday before we traveled, it spoke a thousand words Mm, to me. Yeah, I mean – Uh, Matt Patricia said that they didn't make a final decision until later on on Saturday, that it wasn't apparent that they were going to be without him until later on on Saturday, but they said that they were trying to find a way all day Saturday for him to play. And I'm sure that that was stressful in and of itself. And I know that that guy does not like missing football games. And I talked about this in Tori's take, standing on the sidelines in the fourth quarter. um, I'm in the press box for most of the game. And then I go down to the sidelines in the fourth quarter for our post-game show, for post-game interviews, all that kind of thing. And so I'm on the sidelines watching Matthew. I just kind of stood behind the bench and watched Matthew and – he looked so anxious mm. and you can't blame him mm. it's not like it was the type of anxious where he didn't trust the guys on the field he just isn't used to not having the game in his right. hands and for us on the outside of things you would think okay the more stressful position is to have the game in your hands you're like you, this depends on you you've got to lead this game winning drive and mm-hmm. you know that's a stressful place to be in but for Matthew that's what he's used to and he was not used to being on the other side of it and not having the game in his hands, and he was just having to watch. And he was talking to guys, and he was coaching guys up and talking to Daryl Bevel and, and uh, the quarterback's coach and, and being involved as right. much as he could. But it was tough to watch because he was just kind of helpless, you yeah. know? 
And that's got to be a really tough position to be in. I asked him about it earlier this week when he spoke with the media and he said, yeah, that's one of the weirder mental spots that Mm -hmm. I've been in in my career because he hasn't missed a lot of games. The last time was 2011. So that has got to be a bizarre feeling just watching the game and the Lions have the ball in their hands trying to go down and score there at the end of the game to tie it up and he can't do anything to change it. Just watch as a spectator and you're right and it's a helpless feeling and you're right he hadn't been put in that position in a long time. I will say this though sometime as a coaching staff sometime as a training staff sometimes as a medical staff you have to protect us from ourselves because as an athlete, we want to be out there as much as we can. You know, you, you feel like you let your teammates down when you're not out there on the field. Even if you're not physically able to go mentally, you feel like you're letting those guys down. So that's why it's important for a strong coaching staff, medical staff, to protect guys from themselves. Because I do think Matthew's been dealing with this for a while. It's something that just hadn't happened. To me, it's something that he's been dealing with. Maybe it progressively got worse as the season went on. But it's something he's been dealing with. So, to me, you let give him enough time to heal, properly heal, heal all the way. Then you evaluate from that point. But I, I think it's too hard when you got a guy that's going through it and right in the middle of these injuries for you to evaluate him. So, I'm glad the coaching staff did do what they did to protect him from himself. The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride. How about Jeff Driscoll? How did you think that he played on Sunday, and what did you think of the job he did stepping in for Matthew? Very impressed. Very impressed with Jeff. Like I say, limited uh, probably practice time that he got, even though you heard rumors that he might have been getting practice time with the first team uh, offense last week. But still, you don't have your whole playbook in. You know that the defensive philosophy had the change of Chicago from the point of they probably disregarded the run and said, let's just get after this young quarterback. Let's let him make mistakes. Let's not let them beat us with the run game. Let's get after him. I thought he did a very good job of using his feet to get out of trouble when he had to, to buy time when he had to, and he made some nice throws. He really did. He was so composed. He was more composed than I thought he was going to be in his first start in a while. So I'm very encouraged with them going ahead with Jeff if that's what they're going to do. I have no problem with that. Um, And I think Coach Bevel will still be able to lead the playbook as open as he can with Jeff because he seemed to grasp the offense pretty quickly. So I was very impressed. Plus, he was a former Gator. I was waiting for you yeah, to point that is. out. You if know you I didn't, was. I was going to. You know I was. It was towards <laughs> the end. I don't want the people to get upset, but he's a former Gator. So I was even more happy that he did well out there. <laughs> Let me ask you this. How did you think the offense changed having him at the helm? Uh, you know, last minute kind of change for the Lions, but what did Daryl Bevel do differently to adapt to him? Great question. So during the week, if I'm an offensive lineman and we see that, okay, our quarterback, he's mobile than Matthew. So we know this yeah. right off the bat. He could get out of trouble if he has to. So now as an offense, what I started doing is putting more rollouts for Jeff to roll. So that means the line slides one way, which is easier blocking for an offensive mm. line. If you tell 
tell you a lie, you want them to slide left or slide right, they should be happy. They should praise you for that because that's <laughs> the easiest blocking for an offensive lineman. So I noticed some of that. They were doing some slide left, slides right with the offensive line, which made it easier. They were doing three-step drops, a lot of three-step drops, meaning one, two, three, Jeff gets it out of his hand. For offensive linemen, you could be so much more aggressive with a three-step drop than the five and the seven-step drop. So to me, Holding that made your blocks it for less absolutely Tori. You could even go and cut those guys. You don't even have to stay up on them. You could cut those guys a lot of time. So that makes you a lot more aggressive up front, and it just gets you in the mindset that when you have to run the ball, you already been doing this three-step aggressive protection. You already been doing this slide protection. Now your mindset is, yeah, we could get into these guys and try to run the ball against them. So I felt that was the good thing in that game plan, that these guys knew they had a mobile quarterback that can get out of trouble mm. and that they would do more things, short short steps and short throws compared to when Matthew is back there. Right. It seemed very steady, short gains, quick passes, ball control, uh, the they dominated time of possession yes. in the first half of that game. And so I felt like that was where you mostly noticed the offense uh, be a little bit different. That opening drive was really well done up until yes. not being able to score off of it and having to settle for the field goal. That was big right there. But the opening drive did look really good. And I think that we definitely saw the use of Jeff Driscoll's legs yes. and, um, you know, converting some third downs there. And, we, you know, it was – it was definitely a different element of the offense that we're not used to seeing. Now, I wonder how that will change when teams have time to prepare for right. a quarterback that's a little bit more mobile. Absolutely. Great point because they will, and you know they're going to make if, adjustments. if Matthew doesn't come right. back if immediately, he doesn't come we back. don't know yet. And you know they're going to prepare for both. They're still going to prepare for Matthew, but they're going to have to prepare a lot more for Jeff Driscoll. And you're right, but now, to me, that should get J.D. McKissick. That should give uh, our running backs an opportunity to try to get that run, to get the run game going. Well, the run game is is in a tough spot right now with Ty Johnson and concussion protocol. And, you know, you've got Rick Wagner and concussion Cushion. protocol as well. So that run game is really hurting for just bodies. Uh, exactly. And with Rick being out, now you put Terrell Crosby in there. And he has a few problems every now and then when you ask him to just sit back and pass protect. So, again, Coach Bevel's going to have to think of an offense where not only can he protect his quarterback, he's going to have to protect his right tackle if Rick Wagner is in, in there, especially going up against some of these good pass rushes that we got coming up. So it's a lot of things that he's going to make a, have to make adjustments with. But the one thing I think that can help all that would be if we could run the ball. That would be the key. If only. If only. <laughs> <laughs> Let's touch on the defense real quick before we move on to the Cowboys. What did you think of their play in Chicago? It seemed like it was either really good or they were giving up touchdown drives. I, I was more encouraged, Tori. I okay. really was. I was more encouraged with the defense than I've been in a, in a couple of weeks. I felt that they did pretty good against the run. You know, Chicago, again, Tariq Cohen, 
pretty good running back, uh, David Montgomery. Pretty good running backs. Um, and they got a big offensive line. I felt snacks. I felt the interior D-line. I felt they controlled the line. They did what they had to do. Of course, we did have some negative plays, some plays that broke off. But for the most part, I thought we were consistent and we showed improvement in the run game. Getting after the quarterback, we still got to work on that. But if we could stop Five the sacks, run. Though. Yeah, that's true. That And that is true. It was true. either hot or cold. Absolutely. And you, we know Mitchell, you know, he was a guy that could use his feet. So a lot of times he kind of got out of there with his feet. But, Tori, if we could stop the run, if we could get decent against stopping the run and make try to make offenses one-dimensional, yeah. I think we'd have just a better opportunity. So I was encouraged, to be honest with you, I was encouraged with the way the defensive front played um, throughout that game. Yeah, injuries in the secondary, we know that and everything. And, of course, how that defensive front plays up front is going to help the linebacking crew. But I was encouraged with how they played. Mike Daniels got in. That yep. was huge to get him back. So, you know, hopefully we'll get these guys, keep them healthy, and we can keep them in the game. Why do you think the Lions lost the game in Chicago? I think, it, again, they came down to the same thing to me. Okay, the inability to get pressure on the quarterback. At first, we started off good getting pressure on Mitchell. Tory, the first quarter, he was dancing. It was like he was on Dancing with the Stars in the <laughs> pocket. I mean, his feet were all over the place. By the time we got to the third quarter, this young man was stepping back, planting his feet. They weren't dancing, and he was zipping that ball out of his hands. At first, we had pressure on him. We were bringing pressure. Even when we didn't bring pressure, we showed him pressure and dropped out of it. We got to keep doing that. I don't know why. Sometimes when we get in the second half, we stop doing it. I can't say it's our conditioning because it was it shouldn't have had nothing to do with that game. They're a cool game and everything. We got to consistently keep getting pressure on these quarterbacks from the first to the last of the game. They can't get comfortable. And to me, once a quarterback started getting comfortable, the offense got comfortable and they yep. looked like a different offense. Yeah, this is an offense that struggled. Struggled. And, you know, it only took three drives three drives in a row for them to score touchdowns and win that game it you know but when you're giving up drives like that you know you you put yourself in a tough spot especially when you have an offense on your own side that is trying to figure out their rhythm with a new quarterback so your defense has got to help them out in some way and and that's what's been so baffling to me is that there are drives where they're lights out they play really well and it's a three and out and we see really good things from the defense and then a few minutes later they're giving up a touchdown (laughs) drive and it's like the the Bears had 21 yards of offense up until that drive before the half where they scored and went 80 yards for the score and it's just like what happened it's very confusing to me and we all and coach always talks about winning halftime Winning the half. Winning the half is not giving up that drive, like yeah. you say, right before halftime, and then coming out in halftime and letting them continue that momentum and Two get more the drive. <laughs> exactly, off exactly. So we got to win those half times, like Coach says. Yeah. Well, you talked a little bit about stopping the run and how important that is. Well, guess who's coming into town <laughs> this weekend? <laughs> I know. The Lions have faced Zeke. some really tough running backs, and that is not about to stop this week because Ezekiel Elliott's oh. on his way to Detroit. I know. The, the What? Uh, he's been the leading rusher in the NFL like the last couple of years, and 
this dude here, man, just if he gets a little peep, he could be to the house. He got that big offensive line in front of him. Oh, my goodness, Tori. They make me look little, man, how big <laughs> those guys are. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> so it's going to be a challenge. I talked about how well Snacks and that D-line played this week or how I thought they played a lot better this week. They're going to have to take it to a whole mm-hmm. nother level, especially against this Dallas front line because those guys got size. They're real good up front. They're mean and nasty, and they want to establish the run. They know for them to win games, they need to get Zeke going. And, again, with them losing last week, I think it's going to be even more prevalent for them to get Ezekiel Elliott going early in the game. So I look for them to try to pound the ball at us early and keep it going. Well, it's not like they don't have weapons in the passing game either. Like, this Cowboys team has so much talent. Now, there have been games this year where they just haven't seemed to be able to piece it together, and that's been a little bit confusing. But they have no shortage of talent on the Cowboys right now. No, not at all. Their tight end came out the the booth to come back. Uh, <laughs> came out Witt. the Monday night booth to yeah. come back. Like you say, Amari Cooper's there. Um, they Gallup. got the other guy. That's right. They it's so many weapons there. Oh, then, not to mention Dak Prescott. Thank you. And and <laughs> if you look on the other side of the ball, you got Demarcus, who they just gave a hundred million dollars to, who's their pass rush guru. You got three linebackers, very very good young athletic linebackers that can run sideline to sideline. So you're right. They have a formidable not only offense, but they're they're good on the defensive side of the ball. So we're going to have our work cut out for us to beat this team on Sunday. Uh, Yeah, no (laughs) doubt about that. You should have seen that look on your face. (laughs) Yeah, the Lions certainly will have their work cut out for them. And, you know, in that first quarter of the season where we were looking at the schedule and we're like, okay, Lions are 2-1-1, one, and one, and they've played really well through this first quarter of the season. This was supposed to be their toughest stretch, and you look at the back half of the season, and outside of the NFC North, the Cowboys were the ones that you circled on the schedule and said this is going to be one of their tougher games, and yes. it's still that way. That has not changed. This is going to be one of the tougher games in this last stretch of the season, uh, as well as the NFC North games, because the Lions have yet to win a game in the NFC North, and they still have to face all three division opponents again. Uh, so those are really tough matches. Matchups. And even if the Lions win out the rest of the season, that puts them at 10 wins right. for the year. So right. you don't have a lot of leeway to lose some <laughs> games coming up here. Uh, you know, it, it just is a really, really tough end to the year yeah. here. And, Tori, we talked about maybe the back half of the season being a little easier for the Lions. Now you got all these teams that hadn't played where that are desperate. Because Dallas, a team that was predicted, when we signed Ezekiel, this team should go to the Super Bowl. They had Super Bowl aspirations, still do have Super Bowl aspirations. So they're a desperate team coming in here on Sunday because they've lost the last couple of games. They know they're trying to get on track. They know what their big picture was. So now you're going to have a desperate team coming in here to play the Lions. So it even puts a little bit more sense of urgency for the Lions to play well in that game because you're going to have a team coming here trying to do everything they can to win this game to stay in the playoff race. Yeah, and then that doesn't even factor in the division 
schedule that's, right. that's left to go because the Packers are also in that Super Bowl conversation mm-hmm. and the Vikings, Vikings are giving them a run for the month their Absolutely. money at the top of the division beating the Cowboys last Absolutely. week. Absolutely. So there is, you know, no shortage of competition on the Lions schedule to And the Bears the team we just lost to. Yep. We got them coming yep. right back. That should be Yeah, in like a week and a half. There you go. Yeah, so it's tough. It's going to be tough. And just like we look at teams that we should beat, the teams looking at the Lions like yeah, we should beat you all. So, <laughs> you know, we going up against it. Well, should be interesting to see how this year plays out. Let me ask you one last question. Since we've talked about how tough it's going to be to finish the year, what makes you still confident that we can see some good, good play question. from the Lions? Great question. And, Tori, I'm going to say this right on the air right now. I believe they're going to beat Dallas. Oh. I believe the Lions are going to beat Dallas. One, I kind of look at the history of the Lions. We've ever since I've been here, we've really never had problems with Dallas. We've, I think, I know I have a winning record against them since '85, and I think in those games we haven't lost. I think we've won more than we lost to Dallas since I've been here. Um, I know the Lions. They always since I've get been up. here, I kind of have 2014 That's uh, in my mind. Taken there away? Dallas. Was that taken yes. away? Yeah. So it was some people in the striped shirts that helped with that game right there. So we, I, I think we have a chance again. They're going to be a desperate team. But one, I'm encouraged because we played better defensively, stopping the run, and of course that's what we're going to have to do. Two, I think Jeff did enough on offense where we could put up points offensively. I was nervous about that, whether we could score. After watching Jeff against Chicago, and they got a good defense, I'm not as worried as I am as I was about us being able to put up points. So now, can we get a special teams play? Can we get something that we're not counting on that can help the team? That's what we need. All right, I like it. End on a little positive note. There you go. We need to keep it positive. Well, you guys (laughs) stay warm out there if you are in Michigan or (laughs) one of these other frigid states uh, (laughs) out here experiencing this winter weather. Best of luck to you. Put your snow tires on. That's advice to myself. (laughs) And enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the Lions game against Dallas.